Welcome to Everything is Better Than You Think, a podcast where we focus on mental health, spirituality, and overall well-being. If you're seeking a higher quality of life or just looking for some practical ways to deal with anxiety and depression, you've come to the right place. And now, let's get on to today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode four. I'm Will Johns here with my brother, Rick. And today we're talking about gratitude and pain. Yes, gratitude and pain. Will, that reminds me of something pretty funny I saw one time. I know some of our listeners have probably watched Monty Python, the kings of satire. I remember a sketch they did set in Roman times where a guy was mistakenly accused of crimes and hung up on a cross with a bunch of other people on the crosses and he's complaining about the pain and being falsely accused and how awful this experience is and the guy next to him says something like oh cheer up man it could be worse (laughs) and and then he breaks (laughs) he breaks into song and they start singing this song called always look at the bright side of life and then all the guys on these crucified on these crosses start whistling to the song singing along smiling oh my goodness that is so (laughs) absurd (laughs) and it does kind of remind me of that kind of absurd person who no matter what they go through they just always try to be cheerful and it just it feels a little fake uh to me that was that was a fear i had rick when i was doing research on this topic of gratitude i was afraid that that's what I was going to find out on this particular topic. Like this, this was the topic I was probably most interested in going in was how does gratitude relate to pain? And I was terrified that I would find out that we were supposed to say, oh, just cheer up and look on the bright side of life <laughs> and totally deny the reality of pain. And, and thankfully, that's not what I found out. However... You know, there are some some harder truths that we need to face about pain before we could fully understand how gratitude relates to it. Mm. And, and the first one is that pain is the price that we pay for playing the game. If, if we're going to be alive in this world, we're going to experience pain. And I wish I could say, you know, there's, there's a way to avoid pain or there's a way to, to live life without it. That'd be nice. But it just isn't. Mm, Not in this world. I don't think so. And I agree with you, Will. I remember listening to a podcast recently where the person said something along the lines of pain is what actually gets you into the game. Mm. Suffering, pain, trials. Like it's very easy to kind of escape life when things are going well or to try to do things that escape life. But once we start to see the value of this thing called life and that pain and suffering is the thing that kind of sucks you into it to to face what is real, to enter what is real, then I think there's a tremendous value to that pain or suffering. Yes. There is a role that it plays in our lives. And I think we begin a healthy relationship to pain by acknowledging that it's going to exist and that we will have to face it in some form. And gratitude does not make pain go away. Mm. Um, You know, so for those of you that were hoping 
that I would say, you know, if you if you do gratitude just right, all your pain will be gone for the rest of your life. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but it just doesn't work that way. And so I yeah. think I think we begin the journey of how these two relate by simply acknowledging and accepting the fact that pain is going to be a part of the journey of our lives. Yeah, absolutely. I think that acceptance is huge. And I think that goes a long way because think of all the pain when you refuse to accept something. Mm. That creates a lot of extra pain, unnecessary pain when you're like, I hate this. I wish it wasn't happening. So I, I see gratitude, you know, kind of playing a part there to help us at least accept and say, well, maybe something good could come, even of this bad thing. It's not saying the thing is not bad, but maybe something good could come. And I remember just in my past life struggling in my marriage, which ended in divorce. But in that struggle, when I was wrestling with God and God, why can't this be better? And why can't it go this way? And any of us that have had relationships that are going bad or are struggling which is everyone, I'm sure, at some moment in life, that's a really painful experience. And I remember just in those quiet times, God just saying, listen, I've got a plan. I've got a purpose. Your role is not to fix everything. Your role is to love. Your role, and I realized, oh man, I'm not very good at loving. My love is very selfish. My love is very much, if you do something for me, you're great. If you're not doing something for me, how dare you? And why is this? And I'm doing more yes. than you're doing and scorekeeping and all the things that come to our selfish kind of human nature. And I'm very grateful at this point in my life that I had that pain. And it's funny now with gratitude, I'm grateful for the pain. Now, it wasn't fun at the time, but it, it was necessary. I needed to grow. I was very self-centered. I was very much thinking only of what someone could do for me. And now I feel like I'm not perfect by any means, but I'm much more aware, oh, you know what? Someone may not be there for me, but I can still love them. I can still be there for them. And I think that's a valuable growth that came out of that experience for me. I think when you recognize that, you know, there is, there is something that you can do when you're in pain, you know, you're not stuck just wallowing in it and that's all you that's your only option that makes it easier to accept the reality of pain you know yeah. in our lives but once again let me just emphasize this point and i'm probably overstating it gratitude does not cover pain over it doesn't make it go away you know some people might think that gratitude is like putting a band-aid on a broken arm and pretending everything's fine you know, we, we can all tell when somebody is kind of putting on a fake smile mm -hmm. to cover over their pain, you know, pretending they're fine when they're, when they're really not. And that's not what gratitude is asking us to do. And I think if you go that route, you miss the benefit of others supporting you, encouraging mm -hmm. you, you yes. know, that's, that's the price you pay for faking it. And so I think that's a great point that gratitude, you can still be grateful for things in the pain, you can still acknowledge the pain, you don't deny it. You know, denial is, uh, it can become a very serious form of mental illness. 
Yeah, I recently had an experience where somebody shared in a group that that they had lost a loved one that mm. you know died sadly at a, at a young age, and um, instantly the response of the of everyone in the group was compassion, sympathy. Oh, I'm so sorry, you know, to hear of your loss. And there there was a lot of beautiful, genuine, authentic support of the individual who was going through this loss. And so that acknowledgement of I'm going through something that's really rough right now opens the way for this healthy support, yeah. love, compassion, sympathy, encouragement that we really do need when mm -hmm. we're going through those times. And so to smile and say, oh, it's fine, that's not helping that situation. And that, that kind of brings me to another very important point is that our pain must be felt and dealt with. It needs to be listened to Yes. before, before we can bring gratitude into the equation. You know, okay. we need to face it, feel it, show up to it, learn from it, mm -hmm. and then we can we can get to the gratitude piece. Yeah, and in my life, as my first story kind of indicated, which is just one of many, many, and I'm sure everyone who has lived some time on this planet can look back and see some of the trials, suffering, pain that they've been through has made them a better person has grown them, has forced them to face things that maybe they didn't want to face, but the pain forces you to deal with it, even in the physical world, right? If, if your knee starts really hurting, eventually you got to go get it checked out, and maybe you find out you've torn a ligament. Well, it's better to know that and fix it than to go on and let it get worse and worse. Yeah. So I think it's the same in the emotional level, and I think gratitude plays a huge role here because gratitude could actually help you say, I'm grateful for the pain, because without it, I wouldn't have known. I'm grateful for the suffering. Without it, I wouldn't have figured this out. I wouldn't have dealt with this. Yeah. I think yeah. leprosy in the Bible, if we want to bring it to the Bible, leprosy, the problem with that disease is it kills your nerve endings, and you can't feel any pain. Mm. So you stub your mm. toe, you don't know it. And now your toe is all banged up and you stub it again and you don't know it. And eventually you lose your toe because it's just so beat up and bruised and whatever. Without pain, we actually are really in danger. Yes. It's a yeah. fascinating concept. Yeah. And you, you know, you brought up another important point from, from my journey, Rick, is I, I look back at a time in my life where I was incredibly career and performance driven and because of that, I was so laser focused on, you know, trying to get ahead career wise that I was missing out on, on important relationships. I was missing out on quality time with my children. And I was really completely out of touch with my own soul. Mm. And so pain came to me in that season of my life in the form of just what felt to me like complete and utter failure. Mm. And so here I put all this time and energy into being a success, and instead I got failure, <laughs> and that was devastating to me. But through that pain, I started to reconnect to my own soul, which then helped me reconnect with people, and the quality of all my relationships improved dramatically mm. uh, as a result of what I went through. 
And, and so the pain served its purpose. It's almost, you know, like, like pain is, is like a, a warning light in a car or, or something mm-hmm. like that that's mm-hmm. saying, you know, watch out, watch out, watch out. You, you need to pay attention. Yeah. There's something that, that needs to change. Yeah. And I think most of us, when we see that warning light or check, check engine light come up on the car, our first reaction is, oh, man, what a terrible thing. But we forget, well, thank goodness it is actually warning us because if something's seriously wrong, we can deal with it and address it. So I think gratitude can kind of help us shift our attitude, our perspective towards pain and suffering. And I think that's really helpful, just kind of having an openness to like, wow, something, the pain is trying to tell me something. What is it? What can I glean from this? What can I gain from this? Yeah, and and I think probably the most important thing gratitude does is it prevents the negative story from taking over. Okay. And listeners that, that, that listened to our episode last week, we talked, the whole episode was on the negative story and, and how we tend to, you know, to tell that to ourselves. And so I think it's, it's very important to push against these thoughts that when I'm in pain, I tend to think that my whole life is a disaster, mm-hmm. you know, that my whole life is a failure. My whole life is painful and miserable. Yeah. And here's where gratitude comes in. It keeps us afloat in the river of pain. It helps us say, wait a second, yes, I'm going through pain in this particular area. But for, for instance, when I, when I was feeling the pain of my, my job failure, in reflection, here's where gratitude helped me. I realized, yes, I may be, my, my career is nowhere near where I want it to be, but I have a wife, I have beautiful children, I have physical health. Like I have these other things, these wonderful gifts so my story isn't just pain, it's pain plus some good stuff. And by focusing on the good things, that gives me resilience and energy to process and make the changes that the pain is calling for. Yeah. Yeah. And in, and to use your story as an example, you still had your job. You might have felt like things weren't going well, but you still had a job. So there's a lot of things that you mm-hmm. can focus on, even in the pain, even in the suffering, because we do tend, the minute something goes wrong, we tend to go zero to 60 to the worst case scenario. Mm. Oh, this relationship mm. is terrible. I, you know, it's going to be a divorce. Oh, my job is terrible. I'm going to end up, you know, bankrupt and homeless. I'm going to lose this job. They're yeah. going to, boss is going to fire me. I mean, we just always go to the most extreme, <laughs> like whatever, this is going to be the worst possible thing that could ever happen. Gratitude helps us with a, with a very specific area of pain, and that's the, the area of shame and guilt. Um, one, one thing that I've noticed, Rick, in our society today, and I think it's because we live in such a wealthy society, we have so much time and re, we have so many resources at our disposal, and not necessarily time, that I've seen a lot of parental guilt mm. and shame. And, and also guilt and shame in other areas, you know, career, relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, we have so much knowledge, psychological knowledge at our fingertips that, that we're, we're, we're aware of all the ways that we're failing, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and one of the reasons I think parental guilt is at such an all-time high is that we are aware of all the ways that our, our own parents 
you know, set up some of our dysfunctions that yeah. we're dealing with now. And if we haven't dealt with those in a healthy way, we may blame them for that. Mm. And if that's the case, then we start thinking, oh, shoot, my kids are going to blame me for their stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, I mean, when you think of what parents are actually doing for their kids, yeah. uh, it's almost to an extreme yeah. You know, and, and some parents do go to the extreme where they'll bribe a, a college to accept their child yeah. <laughs> with a yeah. with a six hundred thousand dollar donation to their you know endowment, and <laughs> their child with a with a two point five average miraculously gets in somehow. <laughs> uh, so, you know, there's this parental guilt where we can really beat ourselves up, saying, oh, "I didn't do enough. I didn't do enough. I didn't yeah. do enough." Yeah. But gratitude reverses that. Yeah. I remember at a spiritual retreat I did one time, I was really struggling. And I don't even remember now what I was struggling with, but I just felt very much like I had not lived up to all, you know, that I should. And I just wasn't measuring up as a, probably as a father, as a husband, all of those things. And I think, again, to our listeners, I think the, not, the mind tends to focus on the negative. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy mm -hmm. for our minds to go there saying, well, I should be better. I know better. And one of the things that um, God and I had to make peace with, and I remember kind of journaling about this, was I have to accept that I know more than I'm able to live. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good. And I think that's... Good. that's uh, the case for pretty much all of us, because there's so much knowledge out there today. We've all been exposed to, well, we should be, shouldn't. And maybe this is just for our listeners, Will, because if they're listening to today's podcast, they're probably people who want to improve, want to understand, want to be self-aware, want to grow. Yes. And it's yes. easy for those of us with that mindset to be so filled with all these ideas and thoughts on how we can do better that you can also get a shame reflex of, boy, I don't do that well. And I know all this stuff, but when it comes to living it, it's much harder to live than it is to know. And that can create shame and guilt. So we have to come to peace with that. Well, that's a really good point, Rick. And I'm glad you you brought that up because, you know, essentially anyone like our listeners who listens to podcasts that are providing a lot of helpful information, your your mind will get there first. Mm. You'll understand the theory first and be like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I need to do. But it takes it takes our bodies, it takes our habits a much longer time to catch up. And, yeah. and so be patient, be gracious with yourself. You know, you have to start by learning it. Yep. But it's going to take time to, to, to put that fully into practice, and that's okay. Um, and, I, and I think with this, with this thing, with the shame and guilt, you know, like, oh, I, I'm not a great friend. Oh, I'm not a great husband, oh, I'm not a great father, oh, I'm not a great uh, employee, or, you know, whatever, wherever we're, we're beating ourselves up, gratitude comes along and says, wait a second, look at what you are doing. As a parent, you're providing your kids three meals a day, you're providing them shelter, you're providing them education, you're providing them clothing, you're providing them, most importantly, love and acceptance. You're doing a lot of good for those kids. Are there a few areas that that maybe you know you lose your temper here and there, get a little busy and and you miss one of their games or something like that? Sure, you're not perfect, but gratitude gives us a, a much clearer reality 
of, of who we really are, of how we're really doing. And when we leave the positive out of a self-evaluation, that's not reality. Yeah. So, so gratitude actually in this particular area helps us see reality more clearly yes. by adding the positive elements onto the equation, onto the paper, as we've written down all the negatives. Yeah. <laughs> gratitude says, wait, make a positives column, and now you've got closer to reality. Yeah, and that's your reality. Well, you know, it occurs to me, Will, that because of gratitude in our tough times, in our suffering, in our pain, gratitude can be something that helps bring us hope. Mm. And I think that's huge. I think without hope, then of course you're going to spiral. If you don't think there's any hope, if you don't think there's any way this could get better, if you don't see against your shame and guilt, if you don't see some of the positives that make a more accurate picture, then it's hopeless. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and that's that's the worst kind of condition to find yourself. And then we feel powerless as well. And that's that's yeah. where gratitude also comes to the rescue is gratitude helps us focus on our power, mm. on our resources. And, and we could say, you know, I'm struggling with this particular thing, but I have these strengths over here that, that I tend to ignore, but I can draw on them to help me face this challenge that's in front of me. And so gratitude empowers us. Yeah. Once it starts to become a way of life, it empowers us to make the changes that pain is asking us to make. And I think those two go together, hope and power, hope yes. and being empowered. Because yes. once I have a ray of hope, then I feel empowered. You know, I was talking to someone the other day who he was going through a divorce, had just separated, and he was in the darkest place of, I mean, just talking to him, I could tell there was no hope nothing but devastation. You know, he was just heartbroken. And I shared with him some of my story. And I said, you know what, I know it's really hard right now. But you have no idea what God can do with your future. You don't know what next year could be like. Yes. And at the end, he said, Rick, thank you so much. You gave me hope. And I could see he was lighter, he was empowered. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, over the next few weeks and months, uh, he has been able to do the things he needed to do, and things are looking much better in his situation. Didn't take away the pain, but right. he had hope in the pain, which empowered him then to do the things he needed to do during this time and put himself in a place where God can create a new beginning. Amen. Amen. And, and you know, if nothing else, gratitude just keeps us afloat to get through it. So Rick, I've got a story that illustrates this well. When I was in college, 21 years old, working at summer camp out in Northern California, I took a group of 13 and 14 year olds down the American River. We had three rafts and we had three vans that, that loaded everything up. My friend Sean you know, dropped us off at the beginning. We got into that river and the water was running high that day. In fact, it was running twice as high as it normally did and now, hold on so you're the guide for these rafts for three yes. rafts yeah or well one? i'm the guide for one okay. but i'm leading the whole expedition as well so <laughs> yeah and uh and i've only guided you know a couple of times but oh uh 
So we're, we're going down, and uh, at one point, and this is for another podcast, you know, we hit this thing called Fowler's Rock and, and dumped our raft, and my friend said to me, <laughs> He said, "You know, well, if the if if the rock uh, has a name, you shouldn't hit it." And <laughs> I said, "Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we were trying not to when we tipped over." So, anyway, running high, we had pulled over to the side right before the final and scariest rapid on the whole river, called Satan's Cesspool. Oh boy! <laughs> and I'm not making it up. You can look it up on the internet. You can see what it looks like uh, in my book. I've got an actual picture of this moment. And we're at the side, and I'm telling the kids, all right, you know, we got to get ready for this. And I see a professional guide, you know, about 50 feet away, and I called out to him, hey, um, how would you recommend running Satan's cesspool today with the water running higher? He looked back, looked at my raft of tween campers, and he said, you know, with your kids, just bend over and kiss, kiss your raft goodbye. <laughs> I was like, come on. Tried to cover the ears of the kids. It was too late. They heard it. Um, and I thought, oh, my goodness, these kids are terrified now. So being a good theology major at the time, I did the only thing I knew to do. I'm like, all right, kids, let's pray that <laughs> we get through this. And then I told them, you know, whatever you do, fall into the raft. Lean into the center of the raft. Do not fall out. We've got to stay in the raft. Now, if you hit it wrong... You could just spin around in the cesspool for a long time. It's like a, it's like a seven foot drop into mm. this kind of pit of white water. If you hit it right, you you'll go right through it and pop out the other side. But if you hit it wrong, you'll get stuck down in there, and it's very scary and just uh, frustrating. And it could take quite some time to get out of there. So we lined that up. I was yelling at the kids to paddle for all they were worth. When we got to the top and were about to drop in, I said, "Lean in." And we plunged down into that rapid, and we came out the other side. We hit it perfectly. It was amazing. An answer to my prayers. <laughs> <laughs> the power of prayer. And we survived Satan's cesspool. But, but what strikes me with this whole story is that in the river of life, gratitude functions like the raft. So, you know, we, can, we could face our pain without gratitude, but it's kind of like running the American River without a raft. <laughs> you know, it's going to be a lot scarier. It's going to be a lot less fun, that's for sure. You know, we're going to really be in a lot more danger because yeah. the danger of pain is that we give up in despair. The danger is that we lose hope and we say, why even try anymore? Why even get up in the morning? And and that's that's what we will stay far away from when we practice gratitude. Oh, well said, Will. Well, that brings us to the close of today's episode, and we appreciate each of you listening. Will, what can we expect to talk about next time? Yeah, so next time we are going to get into the gratitude practices. And um, the beauty of this is we talked today about how, you know, our minds get ahead of our actual practice. And so these are tangible ways that we could start to make gratitude a habit in our lives so that it starts popping into our head without us even trying. We start seeing positive things without even having to work at it because it's become a habit, a way of life, a way of looking at the world. 
Perfect. Well, that sounds like something we all could use. So we'll look forward to being with you all next time. But for now, you have been listening to Everything is Better Than You Think with Dr. Will Johns and me, Dr. Rick Johns. Thanks so much, and we'll look forward to being with you again next episode.